Hello world, I'm Eric Dye. I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Phil Schneider. And you're listening to Church Mag Podcast number 70. The actual list itself right now is, some I think, 50, 53 total. I went to every one of these sites, and some of them I'm like, okay, yeah, I've been here, nothing new. But some of them I'm like, oh, hey, this is cool, this is new, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> He's a computer science mode today, not counseling, that's the problem. This week's podcast is brought to you by Media Fusion. Media Fusion can get your church started with live streaming video for as little as $9 per month. Learn more, sign up for free by visiting MediaFusionApp.com. That's MediaFusionApp.com. On this week's podcast, we talk about the 2015 Top 30 Church Tech blog list. If you want to join the conversation or ask a question, as always, use the hashtag CMAGCast. Now, let the fun begin. Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the home of the top church tech blogs on the internet. Comes, it's been coming out for what? This is the, what, third? Is this the third year that, that we've done this, Jeremy? I think this is number four now. Number four. And by we, I mean you, because I, the only thing I've ever done is hit schedule. You, you're the one that actually puts all the hard work into this thing. Yeah, I would say it takes about 15 hours a, y- a year that I do this. So, got to collect all the data. Got to re, I guess, refunction the actual algorithm that I'm using. So, yeah, it takes a little bit, but then I do hit hey, go. For AKA you. the secret sauce. Now, the first year that we did it, we had 20, and then we bumped it up to 30. Um, but how many? How many? Total blogs are you actually, you know, church tech blogs are you actually looking at? Because clearly you don't just take 20 and then just put them in order. You're actually looking at more than more than 20 or 30. Right. Yeah. The actual list itself right now is some, I think 50, 53 total. So that that's the actual whole list of church tech article, or te- church tech blogs. Right, and we usually you take um, previous years; they're on the list. Uh, any new ones that any of us can think of, and then we also several weeks, or actually, it's I think at least a month this time this year. Um, we ask for submissions. So if you own and operate a church tech blog, or you know of one, we ask for submissions to add those to the list. And so that that's one explanation of why we went from twenty to thirty is that. That the pool has has gotten that much bigger over over time. Yeah, one of the important things about making it bigger is that the more data you get, the more relevant the, the actual content is. So it actually improves the. I'm getting really nerdy, but it improves the just statistical value of everything that's on the list, which means it becomes more and more accurate as we go along. So the more people we have on the list, the better the results actually get to be. Right now, um, without getting into the secret sauce. Um, what are what are some of the uh, measuring sticks that you use in determining determining the order of the top 30? Sure. So on the list, it actually, or, uh, we do a submission article at the very beginning. And on that, it talks about some of the stuff that we actually do measure. Um, I know that Church Relevance has their own process of how they go about it. Um, and so ours is a little bit different in the fact that it, many years ago, whenever I was looking at all the top lists, they would basically take the Alexa value. I'm not saying it's church relevance because theirs is actually pretty complex, but a lot of them that would look at it would just simply take the Alexa value, which is just the traffic that people get. And you would think, well, that's great. That's how much influence a church should have. But if you actually understand how marketing works, it's not just how much people come to your website, but also how much people actually read it in the RSS feed. And you never get that traffic the the Google rankings. And so if you search church mag or church tech 
what comes up first in all that process. And then also social media and social media is a huge part of it. And so um, without giving away, as you said, the secret sauce, kind of that process, it's really just a combination of all those different things together. So Jeremy, I also want to clarify, you use math to form this list? I actually use advanced uh, statistical values. So yeah, I use a little bit of math the whole time I'm doing it. I see, I see. I took one math class in college and uh, I got a B. So I'm comfortable with that. And uh, this is pretty much about all this is about all I'll be adding to this conversation today. <laughs> well, this is why Jeremy does the list. This is why it's Jeremy's list and not Phil's. Well, I, I, got a, I have a computer engineering degree and with that, you automatically get a math degree as well. So I actually get to put that into practice. For me, some of the the to people that love to nerd out in this process, I have created six different of my own functions in Excel. And for people that understand what that means, they can kind of geek out on that. So you're not just using the sum all function, are you? <laughs> you, you know, just, that, that's not your. That's, that's my go-to trick in, in Excel. Sum all. You put on your resume knows Excel, and you think knows Excel. Yes, I know. I know the sum. I know the sum <laughs> formula. <laughs> I'm an expert. I can even do the count. I can even do the count day formula. Oh snap! This is more looking at um, one of the expectations of the actual sheet is that you have to sum up the whole total, like you said, but then you actually have to take the actual value that you have, divide it within all the different numbers that you have. And so I had to create my own function because otherwise it would just become. I mean, the, the algorithm itself is probably. 600 characters long as it is, so it's already complex. And so when you create your own functions in there, it actually trims down the whole process. The problem with Excel is that whenever you transfer a file from my side to a different computer, it doesn't take that visual basic function with you. So I have to recreate it every single time I transfer it to a different computer. Yowzers. So what you're basically telling us is that um, you would explain the secret sauce, but most of us wouldn't understand it in the first place. So why bother? And that uh, Phil is learning that Excel is just isn't just simply a word processor that keeps all the information in nice little columns. Hey guys, do you remember, that, remember <laughs> a few years ago when they put out that file? Where you could play uh, you could play a jazz ball in uh, in Excel. Remember that? Yes, yes, yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> or the flight simulator. Yeah, yeah. Yes, good stuff. Or the Excel art guy. No, I want to know. Yeah, yeah. He like made amazing um, kind of pixel scenery and stuff using Excel, like thousands of of columns and rows with different colors. It was amazing. Wasn't that more stop motion though, or was that actual programs and functions? I, I think it was an, an older gentleman who liked who used to like to paint, but then he had a hard time because of arthritis or something, and then he just started messing around on his computer and started creating these... Um, Good lord, I'm looking at it now. This guy yeah. is incredible. Yeah, pretty amazing, right? Yeah, he is. Okay, so clearly Jeremy doesn't use Excel to... Um, uh, to make paintings, he makes them to make awesome lists. So, without further ado, um, many of you may have already read the list earlier this week um, when we when we published it. Uh, but for those that haven't, let's do a quick run through of the top thirty church tech blogs. Number one, Church Mag. Uh, number two, ChurchMarketingSucks.com, followed by ChurchRelevance.com, ChurchProduction.com, JustinWise.net, ChurchStageDesignIdeas.com. ChurchTechToday.com, BehindTheMixer.com, CommunicateJesus.com, DontEatTheFruit.com, YouthMinistryMedia.ca, ChurchTechArts.org, SteveFogg.com, 
faithengineer.com, ichurchmethod.com, prochurchtools.com, anthonycopedge.com, churchjuice.com, technoglacia.com, mattmckee.me, katiealred.com, nilssmithsolutions.com, catholicwebsolutions.com, daveshreen.com, churchwebsiteideas.com, socialchurch.co, darylgerardier.com. Like I said, you can get this list at the website on Church Mag, Church Mag uh, forward slash, um, like, top church tech web, I don't know, search top church uh, tech blogs, uh, even in Google, and we should pull up, um, godvertiser.com, churchtech.com, and finally, chuckscogans.com. Re- re- redo what one? Did I say scogans right? Whatever, whatever you like. You know, just just Google search it and crack <laughs> yeah. up again. That's a little bit informal for Eric, and then like, I'll hear the podcast come out next week, and it's been redropped. <laughs> <laughs> you just did a drop in of your voice. Yeah, that 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 may or may not happen sometimes. Um, so anyway, so there's the list. Uh, Phil, any any surprises in there, man? Uh, Anything new? Surprises? No, there's quite a few new sites. Um, it's to me that's encouraging and discouraging. It's encouraging, you know, that there are people who are jumping in the field, and and I don't think that I don't think that church tech um, as a um, body of knowledge has been fully expressed upon on, online. But it is sad to know that some uh, that some sites have already uh, sites from last year have, have dropped down or dropped dropped off the face of the earth. Right, right. Now um, we also have a Twitter list of these. It has all of them except our own because it's Church Mag's Twitter list, and you can't include yourself in within your own list naturally. So it's actually a list of twenty nine church blogs. So if you're following Church Mag and you follow the top church tech blogs uh, Twitter list, you will automatically follow all of these people, all of these websites via Twitter. Um, and I know that as I was redoing as I was redoing the list and then I took a look through the list that the the kind of posts and the kind of information that that I was getting from the tweets uh, from the new new list versus last year's list was quite a bit different, just kind of in the flavor and the feel. So it is nice to kind of kind of see um, not only how how things kind of evolve and change, but even the kind of overall voice that the list itself kind of has in the church tech space. I think for me, the biggest thing about that is just to recognize that it has to be you continuing to keep on top of the process, and that that's probably why people either dropped off somewhat. And so they just move down the list, but they're not gone. Um, but for other people, the website's dead right now. And so I had to basically just eliminate them from the websites, from the actual list, to even consider them, because it wasn't giving us any value. So there is something to be said for, and we talk about this all the time. Blogging is, it can come off very easy. You just talk about yourself, you feel a little narcissistic, and you kind of move forward in life. But it's actually quite a task to be able to do, to pull off trying to blog so that you can have content regularly for your website. And Church Mag doesn't have the kind of traffic it does just by randomly posting sometimes whenever you're feeling like it. You have to actually have a lot of intentionality in it. You have to have a lot of effort go behind that whole process. And, and I think if you look at this list and you look at some of the the um, the whole list, I was going to say some of the top uh, some of the top blogs on the Church Tech um, blog list here, but really, I mean, it's the top thirty. So there's quite a there's quite a few more church tech centric blogs out there. This is the top thirty. So that when you really start to look at this top thirty, you'll find that a lot of them that have been on the list consistently over several years are uh, similar to a church mag in the fact that it isn't just one author. 
its many authors that are contributing for you know a long time that that can can present their unique perspective, their expertise, um, that sort of thing. And so I think there's a lot to be said about that as well because it's not it's not this uphill battle all by yourself, right? So I think there's there's definitely a lot of a lot of power in the teamwork aspect that that uh, that we've come to know here. Yeah, and let's let's make this list uh, encouraging thing too. I mean, there's new people on this list, so if you're uh-huh. if you're listening to this, there's there's room for you. Um, the church is and not quite, but almost in, infinitely diverse place. And church tech is just as diverse, and needs to be even more diverse. And needs we need more people's opinions. We need more. I don't know about you guys, but that list looks very U.S. centric. We need we need more. We need church tech help from uh, from overseas. Well, and I think that the difficulty comes in the actual submissions of the process. There is one Spanish speaking on there. There is a couple that are overseas. Um, CFOG is Australian, so um, there is that. But I do think that the process comes of just trying to get out there and trying to get discovered. We did have a couple other. Spanish-speaking ones that used to be on it, but their websites died. They're just not on the list anymore because they haven't had any new content in several months. Right, and I think some of this is that there is an, an element of uh, supply and demand, and you know, a lot of times overseas, like in Europe, for instance, you know, when only two percent of the population um, are are evangelical Christians, your your pool, your audience is going to be so much smaller, right, than compared to the United States, right? And so a, a lot of times supply and demand has a lot to play, has has to do with it, and and language. You know, w- one thing that I'm doing with Open Church is going through and mapping out all the different ministries throughout the world. And right now, the list is, like you said, Phil, very U.S., very Western-centric, in that sense, and the truth of the matter is, is when you're doing English searches, that's what you're going to get. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I think that 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 tends to be the case in lots of areas, whether it be electronics or tech blogs, or of course tech blogs, uh, food blogs, or you know all, all kinds of different websites. You know, you, you have language breakdown. I mean, English is very common. So yeah, there's there's a lot of things that come into play as far as the cultural aspect. Um, but uh, you're certainly right about about um, kind of that knowledge and that and that idea spreading about the world. I think it should be I think it should be noted that the reason Church Mag is on there um, is it's important to recognize that it's not self serving. Because if you look at church relevance, they do their own list of not just tech blogs, but just Christian blogs in general. And we are at the top of their list. And so the statistical aspect of things is if we're on the top of their list and they're looking at everything from Rick Warren's site to um, any other, the Gospel Coalition and stuff like that. If we're number 23 on their list, then we should be pretty high on this list. And in fact, if you look at all the different other websites it kind of plays out fairly similarly in that process. Yeah, Church Revelance, they're on their own list as well. I think they're 99. All right. Uh, well, Jeremy, is there is there anything else? I don't know if there's anything else we, we can say about the list other than go check it out. Go explore these blogs. I know that when I was gathering the Twitter list, I know I went to every one of these sites. And some of them I'm like, okay, yeah, I've been here, nothing new. But some of them I'm like, oh, hey, this is cool. This is new. Oh, this is interesting. Um, so I definitely think uh, really encourage everybody to go check out the list. Um, maybe add some to your RSS. I mean, you can always unsubscribe from people, right? So um, be intentional. Follow these guys. Um, 
there's a lot of people that have some great things to say for sure. And I would even go as far as just to say, you might, if you're in, if you like church technology in general, um, I would just simply jump in and see if you can start a conversation with them. That for me is typically the most encouraging aspect of this entire process is that people love to have a conversation that comes from it. And so I always love to just continue the dialogue in that process. And so that might be a, a stepping point as well. I know a lot of people in church mag love the, the culture of it. And so you might not necessarily get that from the list but the content itself, I think, is extremely valuable and important. Yeah, when I was going through them, a couple standouts for me, Behind the Mixer, I was like, whoa, they, they have got some really – it reminded me of, of the um, church tech arts a little bit, um, but definitely mm-hmm. um, like one of the posts I saw, it was, it was taking a look at mid-level, mar- uh, mid-level mixers for churches. I'm like, oh, this is excellent. This is really helpful stuff. You know, that was that one really stood out for me. Um, I really thought it was cool. Uh, we got Katie on there. She's written some for Church Mag, so it was cool to see her making the list. Um, and then, uh, let's see, uh, Dave Shreen's blog. I've, I'd never gone to it before. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> um, I, I went and, uh, I went and ch- checked it out. He's got a lot of really cool um, kind of church marketing and communication kind of stuff. So if you like church marketing sucks, definitely check out Dave's stuff. He's got some great content on that as well. So those were some of the some of them that stood out to me. Yeah, way. and I also think that in the world of at least my life, I love to do the idea of appreciation for others. And so in some ways, that's what this is doing. It's fulfilling my desire just to be able to encourage and empower people. And so it gives acknowledgements where acknowledgements are due and just to be able to start to give them a little bit more traffic. Maybe Um, I I don't know if people know this enough and I try to say this as much as possible. So it might just be me saying it over and over again. That's fine. But for me, the biggest thing about church mag is we don't care about the competition the competition just simply makes the process of church technology that much better. Whenever I started my first blog, Eric Dye, you were there saying, Hey, I love the content. Keep writing. And never once did you pitch, Hey, you should write for church Mac. It wasn't your goal in that process. And at the same time, I found myself drawn to the fact that you have this community in this process. And so I wanted to write for church Mac, but it was never, ever a pitch. And so for me, that was really encouraging just to know that there's other people out there that want to read what I have to say, but at the same time are in the same space and they're, they understand what it means to blog. And I think that that was really encouraging. And really, I kind of want that list to be that for everybody that is on the list. That's cool. That's cool. And I will say that I, I think at one time, I will admit there was a time where I, I wanted to see Church Mag be the one and only place for all of this information. And uh, over time and wisdom, um, I've I've learned that uh, I don't want it to be that because I believe that there are that that everyone and everything is so diverse and there's so many ways to approach uh, problems and solutions and discussion that uh, I don't want it to be that no 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 uh, I want it to be the niche that it is and um, I want to see all of these people on this list and even those that didn't make the top 30 I want them to, to do well be well and to be successful in what they're doing because we all we all benefit um, from the work and I, I say this in the article whenever it gets released because we're obviously recording this ahead of time but 
if you guys are interested in actually understanding where it is you're on the list, why it is that you're at that place, um, and wants to try to figure out how to do better, at least from a marketing standpoint and just trying to get more traffic and influence, I would be more than happy to do that for you. So I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to give away the secret sauce of it, but I am more than happy to share where I saw some of the either setbacks or areas of improvements, or maybe it's blind spots. I know a lot of people would say, Hey, I'm doing a really good job. And then they show up 10th on the list and they're like, I thought I was second at the very least. And so I can show you where that number came from and why you're at that point, as opposed to higher on the list, like you anticipated. Yeah. And just be warned, Jeremy probably won't pull any punches because I can't recall (laughs) when he's ever done that. I am honest. You can, you can, you can send your PayPal transactions to Jeremy at churchmag.com. <laughs> if you want a big hug, then email Phil. If you want to know... <laughs> you want to know the honest truth, I would be happy to give it to you. But that's, but that's the interesting thing about this. Blogging is not about hugs and feel goods at least on the on the back end of it what are you talking about that is part of it jeremy you can't no, deny that hugs are it, part of it are so you're saying when you first started blogging and you got an exact amount of 50 people coming to your website and nobody commented for years that, that have, felt I, have have i not ever hugged you on slack <laughs> no no you haven't well, i need to make a hug emoji that's what i need to jeremy, do jeremy, we're, we're anti-bullying here at church man <laughs> Well, there's a difference. If you want to grow, you need to know the truth. If you want to just feel good about yourself and pretend like things are good, you can talk to Phil. I have made custom emojis for all the church mag staff writers we have that's true we have the plane and then we have the ones with wearing sunglasses clearly i need to make eric is giving you a hug emoji that sounds creepy i probably shouldn't make that (laughs) yeah don't don't do that oh my gosh but the the tough thing about the blogging aspect is people just if they don't like your stuff they'll never visit or they won't comment and it's really discouraging so sometimes that raw truth about the process is very helpful and just kind of recognizing it's not you and it's not even them. And it's just maybe adjusting your expectations and, and how you're viewing it. And I would say that, um, having followed, having followed most of these guys on Twitter, that sometimes their what they do on Twitter is a little bit different than their site. And so you may find that some, you like to subscribe via RSS or you might want to just, just do follow them on Twitter or maybe both, maybe neither. I don't know, but, uh, just realize that, um, that a lot of these guys that are on this list and guys, I mean, general human beings that are on this list, not being sexist at all, uh, that a lot of these, these websites, their Twitter streams are, are valuable, are real valuable to follow as well. So definitely check, check it all out. And it's not just one specific, um, denomination. In fact, we have a lot of Catholic aspects. It's very ecumenical in that process, which is intentional because, um, their church technology is extremely important in the Catholic church. I've gotten to experience a lot of that process. In fact, sometimes they're doing it better than the evangelical movement. And so just to be able to push forward and in recognizing what church technology is in general, regardless of what your denomination is. Right, did any of you guys have any more to say about the list before I segue us? Segue away. All right. Oh, hey, last week we did the church, the, uh, hold on. The Social Media Pet Peeve Podcast, which was so much fun. 
so much fun that we almost didn't stop. It was a super long podcast. Um, if you if you um, like your podcast shorter, I apologize. Um, I don't. Phil does not. Jeremy, do you apologize? Uh, I don't know if I've ever apologized, so I start now. <sighs> All right. Well, I apologize. Um, <laughs> really, he's an accountant degree there, huh, Jeremy? Um, <laughs> he's a computer science boy today, not counseling. Right. That's e- exactly, exactly. Yeah, he left his hugs at the door. Um, we definitely... Well, he's one degree at a time. <laughs> he, Get over it, guys. Get only over side it. hugs from Jeremy today. Okay. I'm, I was in youth ministry. Only side hugs ever. 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 Good news. Yeah, right? Okay, so um, for a while there, Phil's doing his shout-outs, and, and clearly we offended a lot of people, so we had to stop, okay? Sorry, world. Enough with the accents. Sorry, world. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Easy now. You're apologizing? <laughs> I'm apologizing for Phil because that was – there's no apology oh, apolog- that happened with Phil, and that was – that deserves something. <laughs> It deserves something. My, we I don't know what, but it deserves as, it. As unreproachable on this topic. Um, we had a couple submissions of social media pet peeves or even pet peeves in general. Um, Christy, uh, Christy Ann Henry, she said, intentionally vague Facebook status update that prompts friends to ask, what's going on? This is basically how my mom does social media. Oh, so, so yes, I 100% oh. agree. That's very annoying. Uh, and then she has a second one, the auto messages on Twitter, which I think we can definitely all agree. The auto messages on Twitter are awful. Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't follow me. Definitely. Hey, have you, have you guys gotten the one where someone tweets a link on Twitter? Obviously they tweeted it, but they tweet out a link and it takes you to Facebook. That is so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you're not. doing it wrong, bro. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, some of that. And some of that... Mm, yeah. Like, I have I have my Instagram tied to my Twitter, and it automatically does the... I When I want to share on Twitter, I automatically do it, and I know that that annoys some people because it takes them to Instagram instead of the picture, but I'm like, I'm using the built-in Instagram integration, so some of this, I think, I think app developers could really do themselves a favor if they would maybe work with each other better, you know? I don't know. Well, Instagram had that. It used to be able to, the image was in the tweet, but they took it away because Instagram's on by, on by Facebook, and Facebook hates Twitter. So that was actually, that functionality was in there. They took it out. Uh, so we once again proved that Facebook is a jerk. Such a I, jerk. I, yeah, they're such a poopy head. Facebook is a poopy head. That's better. They're not, sorry, Facebook, you're not jerks. You're a poopy head. Okay, John Wilkerson, his uh, social media pet peeve is, sorry to see you go messages when you unsubscribe from an email list. So passive aggressive. It's like a very clingy girlfriend. Like, you know, like the next day, like the next day, they, I have no idea because I never dumped a girl. I always got dumped, but I assume that the next day they're like, Hey, let's just be friends. Like, okay, we're going to dump you. Please leave me alone. Stop. See, to me, the, the see you later message, I, I get it both ways. Number one, when I just want to get what, especially if I haven't subscribed myself or someone use my email address to subscribe because I do not drive. I repeat, do not drive a Mercedes Benz that was purchased from a, a auto dealer in California. I didn't do that. So after the 30th newsletter reminding me that I should get my oil changed, I finally went in there and unsubscribed. So when I got the email that said, are you sure? We're sorry to see you go. I'm like, yeah. And no, you're not sorry to see me go because I don't own a Mercedes Benz in California. It's trying to basically keep their Twitter list if it's automated. Now, if it's not automated and someone recognizes that, 
that's amazing. I applaud that person for being so yeah. I, I get I don't know, aware of their uh, or maybe it's sad that they're so aware. I don't know. I have been subscribed to a New York basketball league email list, and I cannot unsubscribe. Oh, that's terrible. So every every like three months, I get a I get a an email about their their schedules and whatnot, and it's like I have unsubscribed from this thing at least five times. Right now, now the the um. The flip side of that is, if you've ever unsubscribed by mistake, which I don't know if anyone's ever done that, or if somebody is trying to unsubscribe you for whatever reason, that is a way that you can kind of catch that and be like, no, I don't want to unsubscribe. I don't know. That that seems like a pretty... That's the exception to the rule. That's the exception to the rule, which at that point, I mean, I could just go on and resubscribe. So, and as... as um, somebody who does a newsletter with church mag you do kind of like that last little like are you sure we're sorry can you let us know i don't know you feel kind of you know but i guess that is kind of cleaning girlfriend i should look in the mail chip settings and see if that can be turned off because i would be willing to it can it can i'll have to go in there and, yeah, and check that i will out. say this there has been i've seen a couple of different blog articles where people have done that really well and it's been basically extremely hilarious how they've done it and so people have stayed on but it's a last ditch effort and let's just call it for what it is and not kind of say oh i miss you because you don't you're it's an automated system that's happening right now and you probably didn't even know i existed in the first place and so if you're honest about it you might actually gain a few followers it's kind of like um, I was listening to this podcast. It was talking about authors, and on it, someone had left a negative review. Basically, they hadn't read the book and they hate it. And so the guy called them up, visited their house, and left them a book in their mailbox saying, Hey, I signed it for you. And if you do want to read it and then leave a different review, I would love that. And it wasn't passive aggressive, it wasn't aggressive. It was just them saying, Hey, I would really love your feedback in that process. And they, they actually won a new fan, and that was really cool. So I think it's possible, but call it for what it is, and don't say you missed them because you probably don't know they existed. I need to go look in the settings, take a time, and to really look at that. Maybe you could set up not only that, but then also send Phil an angry tweet, and I think that that would be appropriate as well, and that would be kind of hilarious. I love all the angry tweets. <laughs> yeah, there might. I need to see if there's a if if this then that recipe for that. So when I'm subscribed. Phil gets a nasty tweet, all uppercase. Well, maybe not automatically gets a nasty tweet, but you have that little tweet button there that says, Phil, I just unsubscribed to the Church Mag newsletter, and I have to send you an angry tweet or something like that, where they can just click it and they can modify it if they wanted. But it's kind of a hilarious little thing. Yeah, we should do that. We should definitely do that. Yeah, that'd be great for my uh, my fragile self-esteem. I love that idea. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week. Be sure to use the hashtag CMAGCast, and we'll be sure to reply. And if you tell us one of your social media pet peeves, we'll be sure to share it on an upcoming episode. Please leave us a review on iTunes. And as always, you can submit any comment, question, or podcast ideas using our schnazzy online form at churchmag forward slash riddle me this. Until next week. Oh, I number 14, Faith Engineer. I thought it said Fallen Engineer. <laughs> He's a a depraved engineer. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. Have I taken that joke of sending you angry tweets too far yet, or are we still doing good on that? No, we're fine. Because I'm saving them for a file, and I'm just going to send them to their moms. (laughs) 